welcome to the Readiness Podcast. This podcast is intended to share the lecture discussions on disaster readiness and risk reduction. Sit back, relax, and grab the copy of your lecture and enjoy listening. Good day students. So this is another recorded discussion for the second week or the second lecture for our prelim uh, lesson or prelim term. So this is another recording so that if you want to have an advanced reading or advanced um, study no, for the upcoming lecture, you may already start listening to this once the presentation or the video has been uploaded and the um, podcast no has already been uh, posted as well or shared with the canvas page okay so uh, since the previous lecture or the previous lesson we were able to have an overview of what um, disaster and disaster risks are actually all about which comprises our very own subject okay so this time if you would recall um there are three major components that comes up with disaster so for us to understand and have a glimpse of um, why do we need to be prepared why is there such thing as preparation and readiness no when there is a disaster occurring so we must take into consideration first and study the importance of the different concepts or components that comes up or compose um, disaster okay so we will be starting with hazard okay so if you would remember there is the topic of hazard exposure or sorry components of disaster hazard comp, uh, exposure and vulnerability okay so since disaster um primarily uh, is a uh, concluded or rather um connected you know with the aspect of uh, hazard so we must we must take into consideration um this important matter you no know, uh, especially that hazards is very much present not just in the whole country but even with our very own community so if the whole country experiences hazard therefore we also experience hazard okay so um uh, similar to the content written in the presentation as you may see in the screen or if you're listening via podcast um if you're accessing the canvas no uh in the philippines we have experienced extreme natural or man-made events that claim thousands of lives and damaged billions of pesos worth of property. So more often than not, um, these events have been ingrained in our memories, especially if we have personally experienced such extreme events. So that's why um, we will try to um, incorporate your experiences no, as we go along with the discussion of the different uh, components of hazards or types of hazards, um, especially if you have experienced them, mas maganda yung magiging discussion natin because you would be able to actually share with it. So, if we have our synchronous class, you may actually share it no, so that we could know what was the parameters that you have actually applied and what are the learnings no, that you have gained from that experience. So, as Filipinos, uh, we must always be aware since as what we have mentioned from the previous lecture, Philippines is a disaster-prone country. Um, since we are in a habitat that is highly prone to disaster, um, we must aware of the dangers posed by this disaster, especially the negative impacts that can 
both affect the individuals and the community. So that's why students, you students, are very much encouraged to actually study about this one. No, so um, despite that our subject would really incorporate science, since it is more of um engaging you students, no, to relate your personal experiences. I hope that you would not be um you know you would not really have a boring time with this one because i know you could really relate to some of the um points no with this uh lecture or lessons that we would be able to explore throughout the semester okay so um let's now proceed with the actual presentation so again if you're uh, if you have a copy of the presentation or if you still do not have um, you could access our canvas and you could see there that we have a PDF copy. So again, if you're listening uh, to this recording via um, podcast, you could actually um, get no the copy and while you're actually listening to this one. Okay, now um, we will be starting off with discussing hazard because technically this is the most important aspect or idea that is embedded on why disaster happens in our own community or in our own country. So, um, everyone is prone to hazards, no? Every day, we could experience hazards even if we are just at home. Diba? Lalo na ngayon, we are in the pandemic situation and therefore, we must always um, take into consideration the importance of being um, precautious about our surroundings even with our own family. Okay? Now, um, let's start with the discussion of hazards. Okay, so the objective of this lecture is to actually let you or explain uh, the different concepts of hazards. So if you would notice, as we go along with this presentation, um, there are different factors that actually compose hazards. And sometimes we just thought that hazards could just be a mere um, picture or rather a scenario where um, it already happened. No, But in reality... Um, it could actually uh, be present even with a situation wherein we thought there is no actually hazard in our environment, okay? So we will be giving examples of hazard. Uh, we will be explaining the different impacts of various hazards, um, differentiate among hazards, exposure, and vulnerability, and then explain the vulnerability and why uh, certain sectors of society are more vulnerable than others okay so let's start with a simple concept map again on how uh, we should understand disaster and uh, why is it hazard is part of or why is it hazard is the sole content or the sole idea of disaster so if you would notice this is quite similar to the presentation we had on the overview of um or giving you an introduction about disaster and disaster risk, okay? So, if you would notice, um, the different aspects uh, that contains disaster or that, or that compose disaster has something to do with hazard, exposure, vulnerability, sensitivity, and adaptive capacity. No, So, if you could remember that during one of the parts of the presentation last week on the overview, um, we identify that the Philippines is always part of the top 10 on the World Risk Index. So, 2018, 2019, 2020, we belong to the top 10. 
and the different um, components no, that are part of the risk assessment conducted by the World Risk Index is that we have exposure, we have susceptibility, coping capacity, and adaptive capacity. So if you would notice, some of them are actually part of what makes up disaster. So if there is a low adaptive capacity of the community, therefore, um, we are always um, vulnerable and exposed no, to the hazard, especially if our community is not properly fixed. Therefore, we always experience those kinds of um, hazard no, um, events or uh, different um, incidents. Because if there is no proper precaution in the community, therefore, everyone is very much uh, in danger of a possible hazard. Okay. Now, um, to be able to medic mitigate no this disaster um that's why we are incorporating it in our subject we have this what we call the emergency management cycle and this cycle is what we should learn no ito yung magiging focus ng ating subject um and that you should be able to ex or what they call the share it no or expose it to other people in your community no Para alam nila, aware sila, what should be the things that we should do if a disaster or a specific hazard happen. Okay? So, on the cycle uh, composed of preparedness, uh, prevention, mitigation, response, and recovery. So, if from if you could see from your less, left side of the screen, the preparedness and prevention mitigation is perfectly done. Therefore, we could avoid the um, cycle of response and recovery. It means to say, if anything happens and if the people are very much prepared, even if we have response and recovery, no, hindi mahihirapan yung ating authorities to actually have that. Or tayo mismo, we won't have a hard time no, to uh, cope up with the incident that we actually experienced from this specific or a, in a specific disaster or situation or a hazardous situation. So, pasok din dyan even with a simple accident on the road, yung nagkabanggaan lang say for example na tricycle and motor. Diba? If there were preparedness, no, kung may mga naka-helmet sila, of course, the response and recovery, madali. Pero kung walang safety precaution, yung mga um, nakasali doon sa incident in the road, therefore, mas mahirap yung response and recovery. Okay? Now, when we say hazard, no, it actually usually directly pertained the common concept of hazard is that it always pertains to natural um, impacts or the natural effects in the environment, okay? Because in earth science, if you would recall your natural or earth science subject, um, there are various elements that are interacting with one another. And because they're interacting with one another, therefore, they produce different kinds of surfaces, okay? An example of that one is a mountain or a volcano. A mountain in a volcano is actually produced by um, colliding, no, uh, colliding different elements that are actually below the surface. So, um, nung nag-collide sila, then therefore, nabuo sila mountains and the volcanoes, okay? And since the earth is usually or regularly having the movement, therefore, we usually really experience natural calamities, okay? So, Technically, ang pinaka-common na aspects natin or yung um, the common ideas that we could refer to hazards are 
earthquakes, stor storms, uh, sorry, volcanic eruption, and then floods, okay? So, these are the common hazards that we considered today. But um, later on, we would um, see that it's not just natural, but there are also man-made type, okay, of um, hazards or types of hazards, okay? So, again, when we define hazards, it means to say these are potentially damaging physical events, no physical events damaging the word damaging itself um is always the key word to identify hazard because um if there's no damage of course there's no hazard na kapag may nangyaring earthquake um kahit na sabihin natin na mahina yan there's a possibility that there's damaging diba if there's an earthquake therefore nagda-damage nakakaroon ng damage yung mga natural uh, resources diba below the um soil so may feeling natin hindi tayo nakaka-experience ng um, hazard diba kapag may mga may hinang earthquake na nare-report ni Pivox ni Pivox sorry um hindi na siya no automatically considered the hazards no it's still part of a hazardous activity because the soil uh, itself they experience the hazard and if that occurs or has a huge impact kahit mahina yung earthquake therefore we could still have a chance of being hazardous based on the environment itself okay so any anything that is damaging to um the loss or the physical um setup uh that could cause loss of life injury property damage social and economic disruption or environmental degradation they are considered to be hazard okay so um, there are two classifications of hazards. So we have actually natural and then we have human made. So if again, if you would recall the presentation or recording discussion from the previous week, um, we have presented in the concept map that a hazard or the uh, sorry, a disaster could either be coming from a hazard that is both um, human made and natural. okay? So big sabihin, may contribution ang tao mismo nakaka-produce ng mga hazardous activities that could impact other people. Okay? So, let's try to explore first um the natural hazards. Okay? So there are actually three different um ah sorry. Ayan. So I would like to just go back, okay? So there are actually three different natural hazards. So the first hazard we have is geological hazards. So, as what is written there, so it's originated in solid ground. Um, these hazards pose a threat to life and property. So, anything that is la uh, threatening to life and property are often identified as geological hazards. So, uh, this could be caused by, but not limited to, earthquakes, landslides, volcanic eruptions, and tsunamis. Okay? So, if you would notice um, from the second slide or uh, it's slide number six if you're uh, listening to this um, discussion, uh, these are the common example of geological hazards. So, a simple uh, volcanic eruption. Kaya, if you would notice, bakit natin pinapantayan si Taal Volcano? Because Taal Volcano, although it's um, an active volcano, no, hindi natin alam that there there might be a possibility na mas lumakas yung kanyang pagsabog. And of course, it could impact uh, many people. So, since si 
um, Taal no is always only near Metro Manila. So therefore, um, if ever uh, Taal, wag naman sana, di ba? Uh, erupted, um, kasama tayo. Okay? Metro Manila people are actually part of it. That's why it's very important we should know what are the uh, things we should take into consideration if that happened. And we should always alert and be informed that there are information that say, for example, um, last week, no, I think uh, sorry, if you're listening to this, maybe this is a recording from uh, the week of the first week of the school so definitely um there was actually uh a report i do not think from within this week or last week um taal volcano is actually on alert level two meaning there are seismic ac- actions or movements below the volcano so they are very much um observing it okay um the second natural uh hazard we have is the hydrometeorological sorry hydrometeorological hazard ayan i apologize if i mispronounce that i re- i'm really having a hard time pronouncing with letter r's okay okay so um when we say hydrometeorological hazards uh this could be atmospheric hydrological or oceanic in nature so meaning it has something to do with waters and the atmosphere itself so if you would recall in your earth science or your science subject back in um, elementary and then junior high school, remember that the basic example of how um, a rain or a simple thunderstorm is being created, it is because of the impact of the atmosphere and the impact from ocean. Ocean, Okay, sorry. No, so, kung i-recall niyan, yun yung mga possible actions why we have um, say, for example, a simple thunderstorm. So, we experience those kinds of things because it's part of the um, natural system. But therefore, if there are various or very strong um, developments in the environment, um, of course, it's very hazardous for the people. So, they could potentially cause loss of life and damage to property as well, similar with, with geological, and disrupt normal living conditions and provisions for services. So, one basic example of that one is when we experience Sondoy in Pasig, because I live in Pasig, if you could remember, or if you are uh, also residing in Pasig, um, I remember that there was one incident uh, when my mother and I decided to go out. Um, we went to the, um, I think the church, no? So, nagpunta kami doon para maghanap uh, we were planning to actually um, buy some groceries, no? So, uh, pagpunta namin doon, nakita namin the palengke, uh, the market, the wet market, actually was already placed there, no? From the original um, location because the location was actually uh, still flooded during that time. So, that was already a week after Ondoy. And if you would notice, maraming nahirapan o nakita o naka-experience kayo ng ganun, no? maraming nahirapan na uh, tindero noon kasi naglipat sila ng gamit, no? um, medyo nagkagulo yung mga pwesto, so yung mga suki nila hindi na sila mahanap. So that is an example of the impacts on hydrometeorological hazards. Okay? So 
Um, the basic examples, um, you, if you could go to slide 7, if you're listening to this one, uh, this discussion, um, these are the basic examples. So we have cyclones or typhoons, flooding, uh, drought, no? Um, I do not know if you could remember, but back in 2018, it was recorded that the Philippines would experience La Nina. Okay, ah, sorry, El Nino pala, sorry. Uh, yung sa drought, no? Uh, nagkaroon tayo noon ng alarm. Bakit nagpa-alarm noon yung pag-asa na magkakaroon tayo ng El Nino, ng mataas na level ng heat? It is because it could impact agriculture. So, one of the most impacted uh, community and agriculture during that time are our very own farmers. So, naalala ko noon, mataas ang presyo ng bigas kasi uh, mahirap yung pag-produce ng palay. Okay? And of course, even uh, tornado. Although in the Philippines, bihira tayo magkaroon yan, um, we're still very much uh, should be alert with those uh, situations. No? So, um, in the Philippines, common ang nangyayari yan sa mga provinces. No? But the most um, common place where uh, tornado, tornadoes happen actually are in the US. No? So, mababalitaan nyo pag nag, nakikinig kayo ng mga foreign news, uh, usually US really experience a lot Okay, a lot of tornadoes because uh, their situation or their um, environment as well has something to do with that one. Okay, so uh, we will be discussing more on how a tornado is being, uh, we will be recalling um, your previous discussions on earth science and we will be elaborating more on that one when we already explore the, the different hydrometeorological hazards in midterm. Okay. Okay, and the last of the natural um, hazards we have is biological hazards. So, when we say biological hazards, this uh, refer to threat from viruses or bacteria, medical waste, microbiological samples, or toxic chemicals of biological origin that can cause harm to human or harm to human life. Okay, so the, the basic example of a biological hazard is the one we are experiencing right now. Instead na nag-enjoy tayo sa classroom na pumapasok, nagkakaroon tayo ng baon, di ba? Nakastay tayo sa bahay. Uh, and the best example is the pandemic, okay? So, uh, the impact of different illnesses that could be um, received from the environment, we call it natural uh, hazards. No? So, since uh, we consider COVID-19 as a kumbaga, transmissible and it could actually stay in the environment, um, we could consider it as biological. So, di ba? Um, ang unang report that COVID-19 might be coming from the bats, then therefore, uh, we still consider it as biological because it has something to do with health directly. Okay? Um, another example is the Ebola virus, which is very common in Africa, particularly in South and North, uh, sorry, I think in North and West Africa. Um, very common yan. Uh, the Ebola virus uh, is uh, said to be coming from rats. No, Ang Ebola virus um, is one of the dangerous virus in the whole world because it could easily target your immune system. No, So, mas malala siya. Ang naging maganda lang is that nagkaroon ng uh, medicine no, for that one. But, uh, I think recently there was an observation because there was uh, also similar virus that has been found. No, may COVID-19 na, pero meron pa ring, uh, development of another virus um, during, um, I think, 
last June or July, there was a report of a possible study of a specific virus that is quite similar to Ebola, also in Africa pa rin nangyari, and there were several people na nagkaroon. So, hindi COVID-19 yung nakadali sa kanila, kundi um, some kind of a similar Ebola virus. Okay? And then, we also have the original COVID, um, what do you call this, um, COVID viruses, yung um, SARS and MERS-CoV. Okay? So, those are examples of um, biological hazards. Another are um, yung chemical waste. Okay? So, one... Um, Example of uh, biological hazards in the community in Metro Manila, if you would remember uh, the Pasig River is considered to be dangerous before for the people, lalo na nung hindi pa nalilinis, yung sobrang dumi pa niya because um, it could bring biological hazards to the people, lalo na kapag naka-inhale sila ng mga amoy from chemicals because um, there were chemical factories, no? Na kung saan they throw the chemicals out of the river. So, that is actually um, dangerous for the people, lalo na sa mga bata. And, it could also affect um, kapag nahalo yung mga chemical um, contamination or mga contaminated na waters, no, from Pasig River before, ang kinakatakot siya ay makahalo siya doon sa mga naiinom na tubig o yung mga tubig mismo na ginagamit na kahit naman alam natin na may protection, there could be a possibility pa rin na makasama sa tao. Okay? Okay, so those are actually the natural hazards. Now, another classification of hazards we have is the human-induced. So, there are two different um, types of um, human-induced hazards. So, first we have is the technological hazards, which um, is actually originated usually in the indus industrial no type of environment so they can be result from accidents collapse uh, structures and explosions in the industry one common example of technological hazard is yung mga gumagawa okay um ng mga building no so they are very prone to hazards and kapag hindi magandang infrastructure uh, mismo sila ay nagkakaroon ng aksidente no another example if you could go to slide 10 if you are listening to the podcast, no, to this discussion, you may see here another example. Um, the common example is the, um, if you have heard the building collapse in Miami, I think that's in Miami, in California, in the US, no, maraming tao yung namatay. The building was already old and it was said that um, for repair na pala siya, pero marami pa ring taong nakatira. So that is an example of a technological hazard. So, another um, is the Beirut explosion in Lebanon, if you have heard of it. So, it was or it was due to a, I think, a chemical impact in a container or a boat, no? Barko ata. I forgot the specific, um, kumbaga yung pinaka-cost kung saan galing yung chemical na nag nakasabog, no? Kung maaalala ninyo, yung Beirut explosion na yan, maraming nagkalat na videos na kung saan, um, binibidyohan lang nila tapos maya maya may, na damay na sila do, sa, doon sa pagsabog diba? so those are actually examples of technological hazards okay um, another is we have social natural hazards another type of the human induced hazards so these are actually the result of interaction of a natural hazards with other or overexploited land or other environmental um, 
resources. A very common uh, example of social natural hazards is the cost of deforestation. Okay, so here in Metro Manila, one of the factors that we see why Metro Manila experiencing a lot of flood is because the Sierra Madre, no, um, in near Antipolo, kalbo na siya. Okay, so dahil kalbo na siya, wala na pong punong sumisip-sip ng tubig o yung kumakain, tinatawag natin umiinom ng tubig, baha, no, instead, dahil, marami ng walang puno o marami na putol na puno rather therefore it could bring landslide and then of course huge flooding okay so another is um dump sites no uh if you have recalled what i've mentioned about the from the previous recording no example is from the navotas um dump site diba nagkaroon tayo ng report before that uh, there was actually a garbage landslide in Navotas because due to a lot of garbages, okay? So, that is an example of a social natural hazard. So, it has something to do with the impact of an action of man and then the environment. So, yung pag-collide yan, usually, of course, it brings hazard, okay? So, what are the things to lessen disaster risk or these different hazards, no? Both of the natural and the human induced of course there are components that must be adjusted so there are four components if you would notice is quite um similar to the components that are also identified in risk assessment by the world risk as uh world risk index okay so pasok pa rin dyan si exposure sensitivity adaptability or adaptive capacity sorry and vulnerability okay so, pag sinabi natin kasing exposure, um, in a more um, deeper understanding of this term in relation to disaster risk, it has something to do that could affect no people and properties. So, it could be measured by the number of people and the types of assets in the area. So, it could also be measured based on location and interaction of the elements. So, um, the basic example of an exposure is that um, say for example if you're uh, residing near the river no kunwari nasa um, nakatira ka malapit sa Marikina River or Pasig River okay lalo na best example natin is sa Marikina River so uh, since if there is a continuous um, rain and then there's a possibility that the Marikina River could actually um, rise no at kung malapit ka nakatira sa ang bahay mo malapit sa Marikina River therefore you are exposed to the possibility of experiencing flood no destruction of your property and even with the safety of your family or your own self okay so it could actually be based on um location and interaction so that's why it's very um if you would notice there's a lot of different agencies in the government uh particularly the local government no um, they are encouraging people to avoid um, residing into places that are very much dangerous um, in our uh, environment or in um, what they call this in the hazards. They might experience hazards. No, another is um, exposure. Uh, best example is that, uh, diba may mga na identify na bahay o lugar before na they might be dangerous from or a uh, hazard from. The big one, if ever a big one would happen um, in the Philippines, no, in Metro Manila. 
yung earthquake na tinatawag natin the big one. So, um, if your house is near the fault line na tinatawag natin, uh, we will be exploring more on that one when we discuss earthquake hazards. Uh, mapapansin ninyo, um, you are exposed no, to a possibility of many um, effects of a earthquake. No, so that's why um, your advice no, to observe proper precaution if ever that happens. Then we also have sensitivity, another component that uh, is part on to lessen disaster risk. So when we say sensitivity, it refers to the degree to which a certain community can be affected by a hazard. So an example of that one, yung katulad ng sabi ko, uh, when we experienced the El Nino back in 2018, um, the one of the most impacted was the agriculture or livelihood. That's why it's very important that the government is also helping the community, lalo na yung mga uh, may possibility na magka-experience no? at ma-directly if uh, what they call this effect ng hazard okay another is the gender uh women are most likely most vulnerable especially if there is a flooding no uh because uh, some of women especially girls um who are experiencing puberty uh bakit nga ba natin yun sa sensitivity it is because they are very prone no women are actually having their periods and um, usually, mahirap, no? And kapag wala kang materials or sources for sanitation, especially if you are experiencing a disaster. No? A best example niyan is, um, there are situations before na kung saan yung nagkaroon tayo ng bagyo. I believe, uh, I do not know if that is um, from the Ulysses no, last year. Um, there were incidents that some organizations, non-government organizations are asking for donations of sanitary napkins from other people because some women do not have an immediate access to sanitation no lalo na yung mga babaeng they have a monthly period so bakit natin kailangan maging sensitive diyan um it is because they are very uh, vulnerable no a women when experiencing periods no they are vulnerable with different illnesses no similar even with men who are actually have um illness so say for example if a man is actually experiencing um a very common no is the prostate uh, issues sa kanila or illness um they're also prone lalo na kapag naka-experience sila ng hazard tapos wala silang proper way to access medicine kasi say for example nasa evacuation center sila yung kinakailangan ma-medicate sila at home eh yung bahay nila nasira okay so those are the things that are actually part of the sensitivity when it comes to avoiding disaster risk okay so another we have is the adaptive capa uh, capacity so um it actually refers to the ability of an individual or a community to withstand and adapt to continuous environmental changes. So, it depends on their access to and control on natural, human, social, physical, and financial resources. And individuals or community should also prioritize the use of their resources. So, um, the best example of that one is that if the government itself, local government, are using the proper resources that are allotted for any disaster, um, they should actually use it, no? Kasi ang pinaka-challenge natin usually to cope up with incidents of disaster is the capability of a community or a local um, 
kumbaga a city no to actually uh, be able to recover kapag walang tulong na matatanggap ang mga tao mahirap maka-recover no best example of that one is sa Yolanda natagalan ng recovery ng Yolanda because there was an issue no di ba with um their uh, kumbaga yung tulong sa kanila Diba? Another is the Marawi. Kapag hindi ka agad natutulungan yung mga tao, lalo na diba sa Marawi, until today, may mga places pa sa Marawi na may ibang tao hindi pa nakakabalik sa kanilang bahay. Because there was a limited um, help for them no, to cope up. Okay? And of course, the last one is vulnerability. So, when we say vulnerability, uh, it refers on how people and the differences among them contribute to the situation or context wherein they operate. So, Um, if a person is not capable to actually um, cope up and even if they are rescued no, from hazards but they are very much vulnerable to work and actually um, be uh, functioning in the society, uh, that is also one part of vulnerability. Kung hindi natin sila matutulungan kaagad as a community, no, yung, yung mga taong ito, Therefore, they might have a hard time to cope up and recover. So, the different types of vulnerability would come to social, no, the women, the migrants, education, peace and order, religion, culture, health, and nutrition. Okay, those countries, best examples of that one, those countries who are experiencing war, they are having a hard time no, to actually cope up, especially um, because there are conflicts. And that is the example of why vulnerability is also, uh, kumbaga, very important. Okay? So, psychological, no? A lot of people would experience trauma, no? Especially if there are too much um, impact on them, lalo na kapag nawalan kayo ng tirahan, when you lost someone, di ba? Uh, part of your family from a disaster, it's very traumatic. Okay? And physical, No? Lalo na ngayon, mahirap makakuha ng pera. No? That is part of, or our main requirement for you to survive. And that's why this types of vulnerability should be um, assisted no? whenever there are disasters. Okay? So, uh, of course, uh, there's also an exposure that can be essential aspect in the concept of vulnerability. Kaya, um, we should... Always take into consideration helping people, no, especially if there are actually different um situations that are happening. Especially, di ba? Um, I'm recording this at the time wherein we know already of the news of the Taliban overtaking Afghanistan, no? So one of the most vulnerable there are the women, children, no? Um, because there is a politics possibility of um, na makokontrol sila. Okay? So, it's all actually a type of humanitarian crisis. Okay? So, they're very much vulnerable. Okay? So, aside from those components that are important, no, when we try to lessen disaster risk, so we must also keep in mind that impacts of disasters are not just involved in environment, but it has also could be no in the economic and social okay so pag sinabi nating impacts it could actually be direct 
indirect and intangible. So when we say direct, it's the physical effect of the destruction, damages, death, or injury. And then we also have the indirect. No, the, this is the disruption or damage to utility services. So pag sinabi nyo indirect, these are services it's as well. So say for example, if there is a typhoon, okay? So sarado lahat ng establishment. No, kapag sarado lahat ng establishment, paano ka bibili? O paano ka magkakaroon ng pagkain? Kasi sarado yung mga establishment. May pera ka nga, pero wala ka namang mabilan. No? So that is the indirect. Para lang maintindihan nyo siya. Okay? And then we also have intangible. Pasok dito yung psychological impact of both uh, from direct and indirect and intangible impacts of disaster. Okay? So as what I've mentioned, it's not just the environment no na kung saan doon lang nag-i-impact yung at kapag mayroong disaster. Okay? Um it could and should also impact social because number one, it has impacts on housing, health, education, transportation, and even political instability. Okay? And then we also have economic Okay, number one economic issue if there is a disaster such as COVID-19 is the impact of the growth, the economic growth of a society or, of a, or a country. Katulad sa Pilipinas, no, nandudunan tayo sa improvement pero dahil nagka-COVID-19 pandemic, natigil yung ibang economic, um, bagay economic flow, nagkaroon siya ng impact. Okay, so that's why even in the economy may impact ang disaster and of course we have the environmental one which creates a substantial degradation ecological imbalance no which lessens the quality of people's life no so kapag continuous ang pagsira sa environment therefore lagi tayong makaka-experience ng disaster okay so one of the um ways to identify if we are very much prone into hazard is the hazard mapping. So a hazard mapping is proce- is the process rather of identifying the spatial variation of hazards, events, or physical conditions. So it's useful for communication, especially if we are identifying um, protocols on how to actually provide assistance if ever disaster happens. So this is an example. If you're, you may proceed to slide seventeen. Of the presentation, an example of an ordinary map in the community. No, so if we are in the face-to-face setup, uh, we are encouraging students to visit their uh, local barangay um, establishment or the office rather, and see if they have a hazard map. No, importante na ang mga local offices actually have hazard map para alam nila um, sino yung mga vulnerable sa kanilang community. Okay. And the very common um, use kung gusto nyo kahit na online no makikita natin siya is the UP NOAA. Um, in UP NOAA, you could see their um, hazardous places na kung saan makikita nyo na prone sila into different hazards. no so For example, uh, landslide kapag meron, um, possible fault lines for earthquake, etc. Okay, that's why in midterm, we will be exploring the UP NOAA okay, kanilang website so uh, this is another example now, if there is a multiple hazard map scenario um, ganito yung makikita nyo dyan, okay, so if you want to 
already have a glimpse of the UP NOAA website, you may actually access it in our Canvas module. Okay? So, um, as we end the discussion for this week and this lesson, now I want you to answer on our discussion forum for this presentation, uh, this specific page in Canvas, what do you think makes the Philippines vulnerable to natural disaster? Okay, so na-explain na rin natin yan from the previous lecture. And I want you to explain it in at least two sentences. Okay, so I hope you did something, you did learn something no, from this uh, discussion. And if you want to raise your concerns, you may actually raise it during our synchronous class. And I'm very much glad to answer it. Okay, so I want you to keep this in mind. No, this um, quotation by Petra Nemkova. So, we cannot stop natural disasters, but we can arm ourselves with knowledge. So, many lives wouldn't have to be lost if there was enough disaster preparedness. So, I hope that um, this is the start no, of rather being taken into consideration. Um, kumbaga yung pag-share ninyo ng knowledge with other people so that uh, that is one of the best way to save lives. Okay? So, I hope um, you did something uh, you did learn something and I hope you want to actually further um, read more of this no, uh, with our various references that are available online. Okay, so have a great day everyone. And that ends this podcast episode. I hope you learned and understand this week's lecture. Share your today's learnings with your family and friends. And don't forget to emphasize the importance of preparedness in every disaster. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me in our Canvas module. Until the next episode, adios!